Jeremiah 17, excuse me, Jeremiah chapter number 8, verse number 20 says, The harvest, glory to God, is past. The summer is ended, and we are not saved. Glory to God. For a few moments, I'd like to speak from the subject of why are we not delivered? Glory to God. Glory to God. Once again, why are we not, listen, delivered? Father, in the name of Jesus, make your word plain to us. We thank you for its inerrancy. It's unadulterated. It's the word of God, which lives, glory to God, and abides forever. A million years from now, the word of God will be the word of God. It's unchanging. It's not like men. It's not like denominations. It it never lets us down. You watch over your word, glory to God, to perform what you've said. Help us to line up with it. Convict us, teach us, help us, forgive us, glory to God, reestablish us, rebuild us, glory to God in you. We'll praise you in advance for what you're going to do and what you're going to say and how you're going to speak to our very hearts and transform our very minds. We say yes in advance to the Holy Spirit. Speak, Lord, thy servant heareth thee in Jesus' name. Amen. The harvest is past. The summer is ended, and we are not saved. It's a very interesting text of Scripture. Well, why are we not delivered? We have to, first of all, understand what the question is asking. And many have already decided in their minds that hear this message. Well, that's that's not applicable to me because... I go to church. I read my Bible. I am going to heaven when I die. But yet what we don't understand is a person that thinks along those lines and according to those patterns of thinking. You've missed the question. You're not even in the ballpark because it's not asking us. It's a question, a question. Glory to God, a question that's asking about Glory to God, not salvation alone. Speaking of glory to God, glory to God, I feel the teacher going to heaven. Well, we have to first of all understand what delivered means to be delivered. You need to understand that deliverance is, it, 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 it means this. It's not just fire insurance, glory to God, praying a prayer, coming into a relationship with Jesus Christ, glory to God, believing he came and he was the son of God. He came to this earth, came into this earth realm. He died on the cross. He suffered and died. He was sinless, the sinless son of God. God made and manifest in the flesh, the incarnate Christ. And then we believe on him and then glory to God that he came and he died. He buried, he was rose again. And that's it. No, that uh, Christianity is deeper than that. We first of all need to understand in John chapter number 17, Jesus said, this is eternal life. Listen closely. Heaven is not even mentioned in John chapter 17, verse number three. He says, this is glory to God, eternal life. That they who, those that have believed on me, 
Those that have placed their faith and trust in me. Those that believe my word. Glory to God. Those that have passed from death unto life. Those that have been, glory to God, transferred from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of the dear son of Jesus Christ. The, glory to God. He says, glory to God, this is eternal life. That they might know thee. So the key word to eternal life is no. So eternal life is not just fire insurance going to heaven. Eternal life begins at the moment that we place our faith and trust in Jesus. Now that's being delivered. Glory to God. That deliverance is speaking of glory to God. God's going to deliver us from the presence of sin. That we're going to heaven. That God's going to make a new heaven and a new earth. Glory to God. He's going to start all over again. And of course, if the rapture comes, the catching away of the saints, glory to God, First, according to First Thessalonians, glory to God, if that takes place, then we're going to be up out of here anyway. But if our bodies go back to the earth, glory to God, which means we die and glory to God, then that means glory to God, we're going to have to be glory to God raised. Our bodies are going to have to be raised from incorruption, uh, from corruption to incorruption. They'll find that reading in first Corinthians chapter number 15. So in other words, that's the deliverance of the body. Glory to God. Glory to God. When God could, God totally and completely glory to God restores our body. And gives us a body of not flesh and blood, but gives us, glory to God, a glorified body that will never get tired. Glory to God. That will never, never grow old. Glory to God. That will never get, it won't get tired because you, when, when, when we go to heaven and glory to God, God gives us a new body. Glory to God. And our spirit and our soul unite with our body. Listen closely. I feel the teacher. Then guess what? All you got to do is think where you want to go and you're just going to be there. It's not going to require any kind of glory to God, any kind of effort because your spirit, you'll be fully spirit. Glory to God. And so, so we're talking about, listen closely, what we're talking about, listen closely, is deliverance. Why are we not delivered? So this deliverance is not talking about, glory to God, going to heaven. That's a type of deliverance. That's the deliverance from the presence of sin. Glory to God. Glory to God. This is talking about the deliverance from the power of sin. Glory to God. In other words, we live in this world and of course, sin has power. I hope you understand that. Glory to God. The Bible says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God, the free gift, glory to God of God, Romans 6, 23, is eternal life through who? Jesus Christ, our Lord, Jesus exclusively. He's the one that we need to tap into to get eternal life. So what, what this is talking about is, is living in victory and deliverance every day. Deliverance begins in your mind. The Bible says, as a man or woman, glory to God, thinketh in their hearts, so are they. Glory to God. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5, glory to God, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God, bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Glory to God. Glory to God. And revenging all disobedience until glory to God. Righteousness is completely is fulfilled. I feel the, I feel God. Glory to God. So, uh, this question is, why are we not delivered? The summer, excuse me, the harvest is past. The summer is ended. Glory to God. And we are not saved. 
This question is dealing with why are we still saying the same thing that we're saying? Why are we still complaining the way we complain? Why are we still blaming people for the problems that we have? Glory to God. Why are we still, glory to God, worried about the ex-husband? Glory to God. Worried about the ex-wife. Glory to God. Why are we still worried about, glory to God, people that have caused us difficulty? Okay, we understand that. Glory to God. You've already stated that. I've already stated that. Yeah, they stabbed you in the back. Yes, glory to God. Glory to God. Yes, they did what they did. Yes, they even meant to do what they did. But guess what? That has, see, what, what God says is your deliverance and my deliverance is not contingent upon what people do. Glory to God, because it goes back to eternal life, which is a relationship with Jesus Christ. That's why Jesus said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Jesus did not allow people to hinder, glory to God, his assignment in the earth realm, nor glory to God, should we. The Bible says as he, as glory to God, Christ was in the world, so are we. Which means that glory to God, that, that we are created in the image of God. We've been given and imparted unto us the very spirit of God. And therefore, we are to walk with Christ in this earth realm. And so therefore, what he went through, we go through. If we suffer with him. Romans 8, we shall be glorified with him. So as Christ was done wrong and talked about and called Beelzebub, the prince of the devils. The son of God was called this by religious people. That is not, glory to God, an excuse that we need to hold tightly to. We need to let all the excuses go because Jesus said in the world, you're going to have tribulation. You're going to have trouble. You're going to have ins and outs and ups and downs. What this is based upon is why are we not delivered? We can't say, see, Adam said the woman you gave me when they sinned in the garden. Yeah, go back to the word. Genesis chapter number three, when God said, Adam, what is this that thou hast done? Where well, was the woman you gave me? One reason why we're not delivered is because we're making excuses and we're passing the buck when it comes to personal. Glory to God, our personal responsibility to God's word. God says he watch over his word to perform it. He says that in Jeremiah chapter one. Glory to God. Verse number 12. So if he watches over his word to perform it and all the promises of God follow me now in him or yes and amen. Why are you worried about people? Why am I worried about people? Because see, that's the key to deliverance is it's a relationship directly with God. So what is God saying? God is simply saying glory to God. He's asking the question, why are you not delivered? Why are you walking in poverty? Why are glory to God? You are still mad at things that have passed on for years ago. No, no, no. Don't turn off for this because you're going you, you're gonna to stay in a state of being undelivered if you don't face this question. And I face this question. He says the harvest is past. The word, pa the word harvest, rather, glory to God, means reaping. It means reaping. And so therefore, uh, the Bible says, look on the fields for they are white. This is what Jesus said. And whenever, glory to God, wheat turns white, then that means if you don't pick it fast, it's going to die. You're going to lose it. In other words, you don't reap when you want to. 
Glory to God. So therefore, this speaks of, glory to God, uh, see, uh, harvest implies a seed. Glory to God. You cannot have a harvest if you don't have a seed. And meaning that you don't have a crop or you don't have fruit unless you have a seed. You don't have a, a, a glory to God, a glory to God, a harvest if you don't plant the seed. You see, you see, many people don't understand. You can sit in church, read the Bible, pray, do the Lord's Supper, speak in unknown tongues, glory to God, preach, teach, prophesy, glory to God, walk aisles, lay hands on people, glory to God, glory to God, lay hands on people with the oil, glory to God, anointing yourself, but guess what, and walk, not walk in deliverance. Glory to God, glory to God, you can write books. Glory to God, you can speak with the tongues of men, and guess what, not be delivered. Glory to God. Tongues are meant for the purpose of edification outside of the outside of the interpretation of tongues. Both of them are spiritual gifts, which God, the Holy Spirit gives glory to God to whom he sees fit to give it to. OK, as he wills. But some people think they're delivered because they go to church. You're not delivered if you go to church. Deliverance begins in the mind once again. God is saying the purpose of this message is not to bash you. The purpose of this message is not to bash me. Glory to God. The purpose of this message is to get us to thinking spiritually to say, I shouldn't be where I'm at now. The prodigal son, the prodigal son was low as he could go, took his inheritance Spend it on heart, spend it on glory to God in riotous living with harlots. And he should have never been exposed to that because of the home that he came up in, the stock that he had with his dad. Glory to God. And, and nobody could get greater, become greater or get, get be any greater than God, the father. That's the greatest dad in the world. And yet we have a dad that sent Jesus to die for our sins so that we might be delivered from not only the presence of sin, but the power of sin. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. And, and, and the difference is we are not delivered. Everybody has a place in their life that they should be further along than they are because you've heard the word of God. One thing that's a hindrance to our deliverance is this. Our hearts. Our hearts play a great role in hindering us because the seed that fell on the stony that fell in the stony places is 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 saying that glory to God the seed fell in stony places and sprung up glory to God you read this in Matthew 13 and then glory to God it was scorched because of the, the plant was scorched because of listening closely. Yes, the sun, and then it withered away. Many people are like that. The seed of the word of God goes in a stony heart. And if, it, and if it falls upon a stony heart, there's some fruit that comes up, but, but, but it's not anything worth talking about because you know what? Then it gets scorched and then it withers and dies. That's not God's will to give us a word that can transform our life. Glory to God. And then we don't even receive the word because of now what can cause what causes a stony heart? Unforgiveness. Glory to God. Glory to God. Not obeying God. Every time you don't obey God, it, your heart gets hardened. Same with me. God is simply saying. The harvest is past. The summer is ended. The summer represents speaks of season. In the Hebrew, the summer, the summer, the summer, 
the summer. You get it. God is saying, if you're not delivered in certain areas, you, you, you're out of season. Do you understand the reason why we're not as far along as God would have us to be? And I'm just talking to you. I'm talking about me, too. The reason why we re revisit certain conversations that God has already spoken about. The reason why we're still blaming people that have moved on with their lives. They've done things to us. And it's not it's not a lie that they did what they did. But God is saying, why are you not delivered in that area? Why are you still talking about it? Do you even know and hear yourself? Do you even know that you're still bound? Do you? A lot of people don't even know it. Because if you knew how you sound and you knew that you were not delivered, you would do something about it. And see, the blindness of the heart is something that Satan does. He comatoses us. It's something that happens when we walk in the spirit of unforgiveness. It's something that happens when we reject the word of God, the revelation of God. That means we embrace only the natural. And the natural is going to, guess what, glory to God, you're not going to see God. The Bible says, blessed are the pure in heart, Matthew 5 and 8, for they shall see God. And of course, the word saved means delivered. The harvest is past, glory to God. The summer is ended and we are not saved. We are not delivered. We are not helped. This word say means helped. Do you know that the Holy Spirit is a is called the comforter or the helper, the paracletos? That's where we get our word paraprofessional for paraprofessional teacher. A paraprofessional teacher, I used to be one of those, is a teacher that comes alongside the teacher in the class and is there for her disposal to help her whether it's to run copies for a lesson for the children, whether it's to, glory to God, uh, make sure she takes over the class whenever the main teacher is sick, whether it's when the teacher takes time off and goes on vacation, the para assumes the, the, the position of the teacher. But this is the difference. Uh, 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 the helper... The Holy Spirit is going to only help us as we allow him. God is not going to force us to do anything. If we want to stay in sin, he'll, he, now, I'm not saying he'll let us stay in sin, but he's not going to make you come out, but he's going to speak to you. He's going to convict you. He's going to talk to you. He's going to, glory to God, highlight certain things to let you know, hey, this is not where I want you to be. This is not this is not the goal that I have for you. This is not the plan that I have for you. For I know the plans that I have for you, glory to God, the plans of peace, not of evil, to give you glory to God a good and expected end. This is not the plan. He'll tell you that. But until we say yes, Lord, and turn from our wicked ways, then guess what? We are still going to be in a state of not being delivered. People of God. We need to be delivered. We need to be healed. We need to be set free. If you are holding and harboring unforgiveness in your heart, you say, no, pastor, I'm not. How can you answer that accurately 
when you haven't even prayed and asked the Holy Spirit to reveal it to you. You say, how do I do that? Psalm 139 verses 23 and 24. It reads, search me, O God, know my heart, try my reins. That means my innermost in my inward parts and see, listen closely. He's asking God, David is asking God to do this. See, glory to God, if there be any wicked way in me. And then after that, lead me in the way everlasting. So what does that mean? This simply means, listen closely, that glory to God, that God the Holy Spirit is only by himself able and willing to reveal our hearts. The Bible says in Jeremiah 17 and 9, glory to God, for the heart is deceitful. That means it will trick you and desperately wicked. Glory to God. You don't trust a deceitful person, but more so you don't trust your heart. People say, I follow my heart. You'll follow your heart. Your heart will take you to hell. Your heart has different feelings and emotions. Okay? You can't go by your feelings and emotions. You can be happy one minute and mad the next. You got to follow the Holy Spirit. We're never commanded in Scripture to follow our heart. We're commanded in Scripture to keep our heart. Keep thy heart. Proverbs 4.23, with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. We're, we're commanded in Scripture to renew our hearts or our minds. Be not conformed to this world, Romans 12 and 2, but be transformed by the renewing of your heart, your mind, your seat of affections. Your, it speaks of the soul. So God is saying, ask the Holy Spirit. To reveal where your heart is. And then once he reveals where your heart is. Make the necessary change. You say how do I do that pastor apostle. What you do is you confess your sins. To him. You ask him to cleanse you. You ask him to restore you. And he. Would be honored to do that. That's God's will. He wants us to be. A fruitful people. A people that. Glory to God shows forth the praises of his name. Well, with that said, the harvest is past. Glory to God. The summer is ended and we are not saved. God says you could be saved. Those of you that have not received Jesus Christ as your personal savior and you're not sure if you died today that you would go to heaven. How about praying a prayer with me? Just saying it to the father and not to me. Dear God, I know that I'm a sinner and that I'm in need of, it, of eternal life and salvation. I ask you to cleanse me from my sin. And I pray that you would bring me into your kingdom. I receive Jesus Christ as my savior. I give you my heart. I give you my life. And it's my prayer. And I pray this in the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Glory to God. If you prayed that prayer, I believe that you got born again. Look here. Find yourself uh, to uh, attend a local New Testament church that preaches the uncompromising gospel of Jesus Christ. If you don't have a church, you can visit us at 2328 Barksdale Boulevard, 
That's myself, Apostle Andre Blaze, and of course, uh, Prophetess and Co-Pastor Pastor Patricia Blaze. You can visit us at 2328 Barksdale Boulevard in the city of Bossier. Glory to God every Monday night at 7 p.m. and every Wednesday night for life, group, and prayer at 7 p.m. I want to encourage you to keep looking up because God is looking down. And know that there's nothing that would take place in your life that, glory to God, that God will not give you wings, allow you to soar high on wings like an eagle, to run and not be weary and to walk and not faint. May God bless you. May God keep you. This is our prayer. God bless and may God keep you.